let's get into some of these hot topics, man. I had to bring you on, man. Welcome back, people, to the best of seven sports talk. We got Miss Jay in the building joining me. Jay, I tagged you into a tweet from yeah. Lisa Leslie, man, saying that the WNBA told her not to make a big fuss out of the Britney Grind Entertainment. What you think about that comment? I'm hearing other WNBA players was told to kind of be silent when it comes to this matter. Britney's facing five years in a in a in a labor camp. This is not even a regular jail in Russia. She's facing five years in a labor type of uh jail. So this is a big deal. What you think about uh Lisa Leslie saying WNBA told her to keep the quiet? It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Like, who thought that Brittany Griner having vape cartridges would land her where she's at, you know? And a lot of the players spoke on saying they travel and sometimes they get stuff in wherever they play at or they leave stuff in their bags and they've never had an issue. But now Brittany Griner has this issue. But some people are saying it's more than just she's a WNBA player. She's lesbian also. And then U.S. and Russia are having issues, so there's it, too many parts with it. There's too many parts with it. You're right, Miss J. There's a lot of elements. At the end of the day, though, I think the timing with this thing is crazy because, like you said, you hear athletes talk about they bring weed in or, or you know, paraphernalia in and out of different areas and never get caught up. The timing of the issue with Russia and Ukraine it just was a bad, you know, it was just off for her going into an airport. You know, they're going to be doubling down, checking everything. So, you know, Brittany should have been smarter when it comes to that notion. But what she is suffering so far, what she's facing and the lack of attention that she's getting over here in the States when it comes to the media is is really ridiculous to me. Like, nobody's talking about this story. I, I, you know, like, how some people will speak out against certain things. I think people don't want to be blackballed in a sense it like if they're they're pressing on it too much with it they're they're fearing of not having a job getting blackballed and then it's like okay i went through all this and it's like who else is gonna get on the wagon with me and like speak out like on social media i've seen several nba and WNBA players say things in regards to free britney Britney, yep. but it's like you can't really go detail into it. Now, the WNBA players have known for weeks with this happening. They've known. As far as, like, the world, the world is just finding out. But the WNBA players as a whole, they said they knew from the beginning. This happened in February. Yeah. The reports didn't bad. come out to the most until until the beginning of March. But you're yeah, right. They were saying. already aware like, of that. It's bad handling on Russia's part. And it's bad handling on the U.S. as part far as like the her agent, the WNBA, Kathleen Ingberg, and how you've handled some of these situations. You guys say you're in communication, but it's like, what are y'all doing to get her back here? But I got to talk to the bosses, Jay. You got to explain to me how does somebody get blackballed for speaking out on this situation? Because this is not an in-house scenario. This is Russia. Versus the United States, if you want to put it basically in, in that They'll sense. say, oh, you're being too, like, political. You know how you know how they go with some people when they give their opinions on certain topics. That's like crazy, LeBron, bro. LeBron gives his opinion on something, and then he'll tweet it. And they'll say, well, who get, what gives you the right to speak on whatever? That, that's, that's what it's going to end up being. 
I'm waiting for somebody who has a platform that's on a show to speak out and say what needs to be said. Candace Parker would be the perfect person, in my opinion, because she's on there with uh, Charles Barkley. She's on there with D-Wage. You got Shaq. You're on one of the highest platforms and on TV to speak and say something far as Brittany Griner. Right. ESPN is another one. You guys are not speaking on it. It's what do you like, think about Lisa Leslie speaking out on this matter? Do you think she's going to face Leslie, some backlash? It's going to be some backlash. It's going to be some. It's, it may, but then it may not because she spoke on it vaguely and politically correct in what she said. So she spoke on it, but she didn't speak on it. And she's not pinpointing or naming names. So that's where I don't think she's going to have a backlash from it. I think it depends on who says it. Who says it, it and how respected is their opinion. That's why I think Candace Parker would be perfect. This to me is is live. We talking about life and death in a sense, man. Like this is not a mil, this is not a, a average military, uh, average uh, jail sentence that she will be facing or dealing with in another country. At that, nope. Russia has never been the best friends of the United States. Like she has nothing invested that they would treat her good or you know what I mean, give her any special treatment. Nope. And the fact that there's not enough exposure being talked about or that she's still not here. It scares the hell out of me. I mean, and then you brought up the fact about, you know, her sexual preference and all that, like, all that is playing a role, but you don't even see the LGBT community really, like, speaking out on this publicly, consistently. Like, I don't hear no one talking about the Britney Griner situation in the masses, and it makes me feel like, you know, like like Lisa Leslie said, that people are being advised not to say much, and I'm just like, why not? it's like you hate to say it but it's like people pick and choose who you want to help who you want to back because lgbtq plus should be the main ones fighting yes and should have everybody backing them that that community why are you guys not the wmba the nba there's so many different pockets of communities that should be speaking out and and no one is talking and nope. I, I'm I'm clueless on why. I want to say everybody wants to be politically correct, and you don't. Some and it's like the people that are outspoken on all the rest of the issues. Mm-hmm. She's one of your own, far as the WNBA. Why are you guys not being overly outspoken about this? Unless your teams, your teams have advised it, and this is coming per top of the food chain, far as the WNBA. That's the only thing I can see. But far as like the uh, Alisa Leslie speaking out on it, you don't have too much to lose. You're not a player in the WNBA right now. So that's what I'm saying. Her, Renee Montgomery, you own the Atlanta Dream. You would be a great person to speak on behalf. And some of these other people that have platforms, use your platforms. I'm going to keep speak it a buck. On it. I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to tell you the problem. One of the problems. This country that we live in, this United States of America, the people inside of this country are so racist. They don't forget anything. And this is why I'm saying this. I did a video on an update on Brittany Griner when this thing first had happened. Mm. And if you go to the video, just look at the comments of what people are saying. Good for her. Brittany Griner, I think, spoke out 
against something going on in the United States. I don't know if it was a long time ago or recent. And everyone in the comment section kept referencing, like, I bet me Britney loves America now. This is what she gets, this, that, and the third. And I'm sitting here reading all these comments. And I'm like, bro, how would you feel if one of your family members was in Russia right now in the middle of a war, being detained for weak vapes and cartridges? Like, you know what I'm saying? And you're talking about being facing five to 10 years in a labor prison. Like, it, it's, it's unacceptable. Bro. It, it's unacceptable. But I salute to everybody who is speaking their piece. Yes. I understand you guys, your hands are tied to a sense and you have to be really politically correct. And even the, the tweets that I'm reading, but you guys are saying free Britney Griner. I've, I've seen that all across Twitter and social media. So it's not that you guys aren't supporting. It's just that gotta go somebody's got to jump out there and really say what needs to be said and, go and not fear some backlash. That's what let's get means. into the let's get into the next topic. Um, the NBA MVP race. It's getting kind of good. Before we even talk about who you think is going to be the MVP this year, Miss J. Frank Vogel went on record yesterday. Feels like LeBron James is having an amazing year, a MVP consideration type of year. The Lakers have just not played well at all. No. Like, you know what I'm saying? LeBron has had, when you look at what LeBron has done. He's putting up MVP numbers. Yeah, isn't he leading the league in scoring? At like he's leading the league in scoring. He, I mean, he's just playing outstanding basketball consistently at that. But the problem is, how much value is there? Because it, the team really ain't no value. You know it, what I'm saying? No value. Um, they're probably at best what the AFC going into the playoffs in a play. Right now, they like the tough seed. They're in the last oh, spot, yeah, and they, 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 they the clinging team? on to the play the playing position. They clinging yeah. on. LeBron's averaging 30, leading the league in scoring, but yet you guys are in the 10th seed to have to play playing to make it in the playoffs. But you want LeBron to be considered for MVP. I get Frank Vogel's point, but we're always going to talk about, well, what is your what you're doing helping to benefit the state in the way? And at this point, it, it, it's not really benefiting the team. Frank is like, saying whatever he has to do to save his job. This is just a kiss ass moment he for LeBron James. This is it. He, he gotta, gotta go. He gotta he go, gotta Jay. Go now. He's gotta go. Um the like you won a championship with them. You were hell bent on getting Russell Westbrook. The experiment with him hasn't really worked. Anthony Davis being injured every time he's been around. At this point. I blame the Lakers organization. You could have had DeMar DeRozan. But you could have had Damian Lillard. You could have had a better supporting cast. But no, you guys were sold on Russell Westbrook thinking it was going to work. You're sold on Anthony Davis and he's always injured. So, Lakers, you're pretty much getting what you asked for. You didn't want to give DeMar DeRozan a three-year contract. This is what this all comes out to. You refused three years for DeMar DeRozan to get a guy that's injured and a guy that's been shooting bricks. I still think the Lakers are a threat if they make the playoffs. Definitely. You got LeBron. You got LeBron, and you're going to fingers crossed that AD is healthy. (laughs) Fingers crossed. You You got Melo coming off the bench. You got Malik Monk playing amazing basketball. It's just... 
LeBron it's mistakes, help. man. It's a lot of mistakes that's being made. When you look at the turnovers that Russell making being a point guard, it's just it destroys the rhythm that the team has. They can't right. get anything going. No. But I hope I hope that because you know in the playoffs the game slows down, it because it becomes you know a half court game, and then when you're studying the same team, you're playing them over and over. You may have to play them up to seven games. So I think if you have to deal with LeBron and AD and Melo and Russell in a seven game series, it's not going to be so easy. I can't. I don't think you can just look at their record and feel like they're going to be a, a cakewalk. But they're going to have to make not. it into the play. You know, they're going to make it in. And and that's going to be tough. So I don't know, man. But I think the Lakers, hopefully they make it. If they do, I think they'll be a threat. But Frank Vogel is, I'm going to keep it real. LeBron is having an MVP caliber season. But in reality, the Lakers have no value. So LeBron, to me, can't be the most valuable player this season. No. If I'm the Lakers for next season, I fire Frank Vogel. I trade Russell Westbrook to get somebody else. I trade Anthony Davis. Thank you. Thank you. This is why I rocks with you, Jay. Talk about it. And get two players. I want two players that can give me something and stay that are not injury prone, that can play, that they don't have to give 20 and 10 a game. Between the two, they can do fill in the void of those three players three players because anthony davis numbers doesn't make any difference if he's not on a basketball court yeah absolutely right why didn't the lakers go for jeremy grant jeremy grant could have helped that's true maybe y'all will look at him for next year um you're right there's so many point guards that you could trade for you know it's just lakers don't have any draft value so it's gonna be it's gonna be hard kendrick not I love you when you play for the Heat. You have not played one game yet. And we're, we're, we're what, 60 games in? Probably. And you haven't played a game yet. And they They keep saying, oh, you're getting healthy. You're getting healthy. You were a waste of a roster spot. We could have kept Darren Collison if that was the case. So right now, as far as the MVP ladder goes in the NBA, NBA.com released their top 10 MVP candidates. So we're just going to look at the top five and you just let me know if you agree, disagree with the five and and who do you think is going to really walk away with this? So we got Joel Embiid at number one, Nikola Jokic, number two, Giannis at number three, Jason Tatum from the Celtics at number four. And we got Luka Doncic at number five. Also, we got John Morant, six, Devin Booker, seven, DeMar DeRozan, number eight, Kevin Durant, number nine, and Carl Anthony Towns rounds this off at number 10. I like who do you think will probably walk away with this? Because I do like a lot of names. I agree with you. But who do you think is going to walk away with the uh, MVP this year if they remain healthy, if everything remains how it's being played? Who you who you giving the nod to? Um, I'm kind of torn between... Joker and Joel Embiid. I'm kind of torn between the two of them. The 76ers have a better record. Joel Embiid has been getting it done. 
All right, man. Peace to my NBA family. It's your host, Seven Mitchell, with the best of seven sports talk. I just wanted to take this time out to say thank you to each and every one of you guys for so much support for the podcast. I hope you guys are really enjoying some of the outside the box angles we take, bringing you these NBA storylines. Please don't forget to like and share. Most importantly, rate the podcast. You can follow us on social media. All the links will be in the description. And if you would like to contribute to the Best of 7 Sports Talk platform, we have merchandise available, as well as links for the merch and donations will be all in the description. Once again, thank each and every one of you guys in the NBA community for supporting the show. This is Seven Mitchell with the Best of 7 Sports Talk. Let's talk some NBA action. Joker's been getting it done, but he hasn't really had any help. So it's like... And then I got to see what is Joel and Boogie going to do for us. That that would be my other concern. But you know, this, this is, is a regular season healthy. award, though. Okay. We're going off the regular season. I was I would go Joel and B right now. I would go Joel and B. He's definitely deserving of it. You know? He, yeah, he still toe-to-toe with Kevin Durant, barking back and forth mm-hmm. in, a, in a good back-and-forth game. Um, I think if they didn't have James Harden, Win or lose, if he played well, Joel will probably still walk away with the MVP. But because yeah. they don't have because they now have James Harden, if they don't play well with these last few games, I think it's going to go against Joel. Yeah, it, so, yeah. You know what I'm we talk about the MVP race. He may have been better off without James Harden than with James Harden because people are going to put a little bit more pressure on him. I'm gonna be honest. If they could finish the season off winning maybe not losing any more. And if he plays well, I wouldn't be surprised if Jason Tatum steals the MVP. He's been playing outstanding for Boston, especially the way they started this season. Yeah, because they were talking about, like, breaking him and Jalen Brown up. And I'm like, eh, I don't think that that's the answer to it. Mm-hmm. I think they feed off each other pretty well. With whoever is the hot hand, they kind of keep going to that person. I think Jason Tatum's really coming to his own this year offensively and defensively you know 50 point games 40 point games he's scoring better efficiently he's not jacking as much right he knows what what it means to be the star and get the team to wins he's understanding of that now um yeah, would have been nice but he's been kind of you know out the last few weeks mm-hmm. uh so let me ask you about let me ask you about the person under Ja Morant on this list because usually when you go back when we talk about MVPs, it's usually the best player on the best record type of team that gets the nod. Yeah. Devin Booker, the Phoenix Suns have been number one pretty much all year. Devin Booker, you would probably have to argue he's the best player on the on the floor for them, especially with Chris Paul being hurt. Yeah, Devin is all the way down to number seven. Why do you think Devin Booker doesn't get the respect when we're talking about MVPs being on the number one seeded team for the majority of the year? He's not flashy. He's not arrogant. He's humble. He's quiet. He goes out. He does the job. And he's a solid assassin. That's now, what Jokic to me is all of those things that you just named. And he got the MVP last year. But he's willing to mix it up on the floor, too. Okay. Like so you don't Devin, think that Devin is tough Devin enough? If Devin Booker go out there and elbow somebody or get in somebody's face, 
that's the thing. People want to pay Devin Booker as soft. I don't think that's the case. I think he just understands all the extra stuff doesn't benefit him far as making it win games and helping the team. So I can trash talk. Then I'm going to go drain about three, four threes in your face. We're going to win the game. We're going to be number one. I'm going to continue playing in the playoffs while you're at home. That I think that's more so his logic to it. KD, KD, KD's been balling since he's been back. But people are going to say, well, you've only had Kyrie but a certain amount of games. The mandate changed. I think Kyrie can play at home now. Yeah, they played, I think, Kyrie's first eligible home game maybe tomorrow, I think. Or to, it's, some, it's coming up. It's either today, tomorrow, or, um, you know, Monday. So Brooklyn is definitely going to be a threat. I'm not still – I am concerned about Miami because Miami was the number one seed, but it seems like they are collapsing right now. They are. They are collapsing. But, you know, they, they said that they patched it up. Supposedly supposedly Jimmy Butler says that he got mad because Udonis Haslam said he wouldn't be able to play how he's playing now in his era of playing. And then Jimmy Butler responded by saying, you guys were only relevant because you had D-Wade. That's a fact. And they wasn't even winning with D-Wade. They were winning with LeBron. Yeah. D-Wade so, was there for a long time and didn't, you know, no playoff appearances, first-round exits. What has D-Wade done literally without Shaq and LeBron? And Jimmy see. Butler, no disrespect, because, see, Udonis has been with Miami from the beginning, so he's a part of that culture. But but Jimmy Butler brought winning back to Miami. They were just in the finals two years yeah. ago versus the Lakers. Yeah. So who's going to tell me that Udonis, even though he's the culture of Miami, who's going to tell me he's more valuable to this team when we talk about winning than Jimmy Butler at this point? And we watch Jimmy Butler's attitude when it comes to teammates from Minnesota to Chicago to, to um, Philadelphia. I think Jimmy ass is gone. He can say all the right things right now because they're still in the middle of a run. But what happened on that court in the middle of the game, man, that shit is going to revisit itself, I think, in the offseason. Jimmy going to be gone, man. Jimmy ain't dealing with yeah, that. Yeah, you, you, you can't be challenging the coach because the coach tells you you're, you're not. Jimmy was wrong. Jimmy was wrong. But you I just don't think that. I don't think that the disrespect that he got from, from Udonis and, you know, having Eric Spolstra, like, they got UD's back. Jimmy has no win in this situation. And for you to be the guy that pretty much help bring these guys to relevancy, getting them in this number one seed so far. I don't think Jimmy going to take that shit lightly. It's like a situation that Kevin, you know, with Kevin Durant and Golden State, no matter what KD did, that was always going to be Steph's team. Yep. So, you know, KD had to leave. And, and now Jimmy got to be looking at it like, man, no matter how much I win, y'all never going to look at me as that guy. I'm 10 times better than you, Donis Haslam, but y'all put more respect on him than me because he's been there longer. So Jimmy probably be out the door. I just think Jimmy Butler could have handled it differently. It sure. shouldn't have been handled like that on the bench. That you and the coach are going back and forth and that he has to tell you to just shut up because you're going back and forth with him. You, it shouldn't be handled like that. I personally say he should have stayed in, in, in Minnesota. 
him and him and Cap, him and Cap, and if y'all could have waited, and now y'all got Anthony um, Edwards and some of these other younger players, and y'all are playing very well, Jimmy should have stayed there. He should have waited it out. You got more respect, in my opinion, in Minnesota and in Chicago at a point right. than you going team to team to team now. They value Bam more than they value him. And I don't know if it's because Bam's younger and he's developing and he's getting it down on both ends of the floor, but it just seems like some of the younger players, they value more than Jimmy Butler. Because these guys can be controlled. Jimmy can't be controlled. You know what I'm saying? Jimmy will buy into your program, but when he start to see holes being poked in this shit, Jimmy don't stick around for that BS, man. He stuck around long enough in Chicago, man. Jimmy is trying to, you know, control his own destiny, so to speak. The only problem is Jimmy Butler at this point is not good enough to lead a team to a championship by himself. He's going to need some help from another superstar. And the way things are carrying it, you know, the way things are being played out, like you said, it's not a good look. And these other superstars are not going to want to pair up with Jimmy Butler. Nah. You know, he may not never win the championship just because of that reason. But, you know, a lot of blame to go around in that scenario. But I think at the end of the day, Jimmy ass ain't sticking around with that shit. He's gone. Nah. Is he a free agent this year? I'm not sure, but I just think he's going to fight his way out of that contract. Like we if see I'm how the him, NBA plays. I demand a trade. Yeah, I demand yeah. a trade with the with the with the draft happening. I demand a trade. And you got to also take consideration. You look at Kyle Lowry; like he he still look like he's in Toronto. Yeah. Like he's he, th- Miami just didn't get anything out of him so far this year. So I could see that relationship breaking up after this season. This might be Miami's last shot for a while to be real relevant. You know, Tyler Hero's playing well. But, you know, we got Brooklyn, we got Chicago getting better. We got uh, Milwaukee, you know, still in the mix. Philadelphia, there's there's a lot of good teams in the East. Boston, it's going to make it tough for Miami after this season, depending on what, uh, you know, moves are made. Because everybody was saying that that Miami doesn't want to play Brooklyn. It's not like Brooklyn's not a team that they want to play. Nope. Especially if they got... I've I've liked Miami over Brooklyn, even when they had James Harden, because because I had Lakers in Miami in the finals because I felt like I'm questioning the defensive presence of Brooklyn. I feel like Miami is gritty, blue collar in the seven game series. They going to play hard defense, so they going to have a chance. But you see that internal friction going on on the sidelines like this shit could cause a total collapse when it comes to the Miami Heat in the playoffs, the time is just bad for this. Usually you have teammates fighting and fussing at the beginning of the year and they use it as a driving moment, you know, to motivate them to, you know, higher heights. This shit came at the worst time. Yeah. I watched a video of that and I was just like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Look what we done. Because, you know, Jay, we done see it. We starting to see it a little bit too much. And we talk yeah. about professional basketball players. You know, it's one we always see players argue and fight, but teammates on the bench in the middle of the game. We just had Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard do this earlier this season. Yeah. You saw how the uh, LeBron and Isaiah Stewart, how they got into it, like how crazy that situation looked. You yeah. know, they were opposite teams, but 
I don't know, man. I just feel like somebody's really going to get hurt because Udonis, man, he be getting, he be acting like he forgetting where he at. Like he's a street dude, and you can tell when he gets upset, he just forgets that he's, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, in the damn arena. I remember him and Dwight Howard almost got into it a couple years ago. You know, UD is one of those guys, but I wasn't jacking that. You got, you got to know how to set the tone with the team, but also. Remember the professionalism part of it. Yes, you, you got to know your personnel. Your ass is not not going to fly. It's not going to fly. Not on the court. You could have told him that in the in the locker room. And you're talking I, to Jimmy I, Butler. He's not no pussy. Jimmy Butler be wanting that same smoke. You know what I mean? Not to say he is tough as you did, but that just was not going to end well. You know these guys got a lot of pride, and. um like I said, Jimmy has been the main reason these guys have been, one of the main reasons these guys have been relevant for the last couple of years. Not no damn Udonis Haslam. No. So, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he, I, might, he may have helped for some of them, them post guys developing. Yeah, but shit. That, without but... Jimmy, you, you, you have to, without Jimmy Butler coming to Miami, you're not going to the finals in 2020. You're nope. not going to be the number one seed this season. Like nope. your your other pieces not even playing that well and even on the court. So even though Jimmy is not a superstar, he's one of the biggest reasons why y'all relevant. I think yeah. they should have a little bit more respect in the public when they come to his name. If you're Jimmy Butler and you can get a trade during when the draft happens, who do you request to be traded to? Jimmy is going to have to internally look himself in the mirror and, and, figure out what he wants more because if he's going to request a trade contracts and money need to be out the window your only focus should be winning you have to be willing to take a major pay cut depending on what your contract is how many years is left you might not have to take a pay cut because the team you get traded to will you know pick up the contract but if it's a free agency type of situation or a sign and trade type of situation jimmy might have to take less money to be put in a better situation could and just be a part of support. Could he I, go to the Lakers in place of maybe a Russell Westbrook and maybe another player and play with LeBron and AD? Would that work? I like it. Jimmy it. Personality? I don't think his personality would be a problem with LeBron and AD. Them guys need shooters. <laughs> it just seems like everybody who is a shooter that gets around LeBron doesn't become a shooter anymore. Nope. Jimmy is never he's he can score, put up numbers, but I don't know. I like the thought of the old of those three. I wouldn't I wouldn't sneeze at that. You oh, what, what about him going to like a not saying that the Bucks need him, but could he fit in with the Bucks? They probably would, would have to get rid of Chris Middleton, but, you know, Jimmy and Giannis, I like that. I like that. That defensive presence, I like that. There's a couple places Jimmy could go to help, depending on, you know what I mean, where he's positioned at. You know, Jimmy's like that three. What about what about um, going to play with Luka? In Dallas? Yeah. I don't, you know, the thing about Luka, oddly enough, I think if Luca's going to get it done, he's going to get it done by himself. We we always talk about you need two or three guys to win a championship nowadays, but it's seen to me in Dallas. Luca, if he does it, 
it's going to be done with him and some role players that know their job and are playing great basketball at that time. I don't think just because Luca gets another superstar or another star, it's going to, you know, automatically put them uh, closer to the Larry O'Brien trophy. Luca is a different type of animal. I think he could do it without the superstars. He just need his role players to play well. Yeah. Especially them when he has played amazing since mm-hmm. he's been traded mm-hmm. there. And they got rid of Porzingis. That was, um, Oh, you know, he's been playing really good for, for the Wizards. He has, but just the, the, the issue that he had with Luca, the beef that they had, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that was a, was a thing. And, you know, that just gives Luca more confirmation that this is your team. This is your franchise. We behind you hundred percent. Let's move on. So like you say, Chris Tapp, he's playing good basketball in Washington. Luca still in the MVP conversations, looking to be the face of the league sooner or later. So everybody yeah. pretty much got what they wanted. Ooh, what about Jimmy Butler going to Atlanta with Trey and uh, John Collins? Well, he would need it. Trey, Trey would need it because Trey is going to be a superstar in Atlanta, but he'll never win anything without help. You know what that I'm saying? That would be an interesting situation, him going to Atlanta with Trey and John maybe, Collins. May, maybe he could keep Dame in Portland. You know what I'm saying? If Jimmy was the finest way in Portland, maybe they could help Dame stay in Portland. That's a fact. Like that? Like that? I, I think Dame going. Portland. I think Dame going with Kawhi and Paul George, though. I swear, I think Dame is going to wind up in Philly. I mean, in in the Clippers. I don't know. I like it. Last thing before we get up out of here, Jay. I appreciate you so much, man. Just real mm-hmm. quick, any head coaches that you feel like we already really talked about one. Any head coaches you feel like is going to be losing their job? at the end of the season, or do you have any picks of any coaches that's not currently in the game possibly getting a job next year? As much as I like I like the Knicks, um, Tibbs, I don't know. So wrap for Tibbs? I don't, I don't know how much longer they're going to give you with the Knicks. You got um, Julius Randle the first year. You know, he did well. He made All-Star. Y'all, I think, made the playoffs, but you didn't win. This year, he ain't really – it's been more so R.J. Barrett taking the leap this year. You got the Kimber Walker experience that went that went haywire. Like, that hasn't worked out. Yeah. If so. I, I, it's either Tibbs ends up jobless or y'all trade Julius Randle and y'all build around R.J. Barrett. And that that be your future. Um, I I like I like Julius Randle and uh, R.J. Barrett as a pair. He's definitely helped R.J. Barrett's confidence skyrocket and him like up in his game. Right. I love that part. But if I'm thinking long term with all these young players that are not even maybe 23, 24, 25, to develop them, you may need to trade Julius Randle to get these guys to be able to play. So it's like, I don't know if Tibbs may be the coach for that one. Okay. That would be my what, concern. What about Steve Nash over in Brooklyn? Oh, he, he on, he, he's one foot in, one foot out. Okay. They're saying that during the point of when, why wasn't he upset about the fact of Kyrie? You you were cool about Kyrie being a, a part-time player. And that was the issue for James Harden. And you seem fine with it. That's where the issue came. You haven't really said anything in regards to that. Because he's a puppet. Steve Nash is a it's dad puppet for, 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 for sure. If y'all know well this season, you may get 
to still be the coach next season to a point before you're fired. I don't Frank think you got what it takes to be Brooklyn's coach. Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel, you 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 gotta go. You you, you gotta go. You you gotta go. And it's like, who would really be a, the coach to come back and and do do it for the Lakers? Because you know they're gonna ask LeBron right. about whoever y'all are considering. Any it's chance, like, Doc? Any chance you think Doc Rivers? could lose his job in Philly if if Harden and Joel underperforms in the playoffs. I don't think it's going to be this year because you just got James Harden. I think that might be more so next year. I think I think it'll at least be a two-year experiment. And then if if at least by midpoint next year they're not five that like could be on the hot half, seat. He he's fired. He's fired. Last name Mark Jackson. We talk about this name every season. Will Mark Jackson find a head coaching position in the NBA next year? Realistically speaking, I'm going to say no. But I think he should. Brooklyn might be a situation for him. Um, Philadelphia could be a situation for him. Like, you saw what he did with the Warriors. Like, people don't want to give him credit for, like, the, some of the success and development and stuff as far as the Warriors. But he that's some of his doing. That's not all Steve Kerr's doing. None of Steve Kerr's doing. You know, Steve Kerr that got that him. put in his lap. That's a fact. That, that's a fact. Like, and people want to make it seem like Mark Jackson did nothing for them. Steph wouldn't be what he is now. Clay wouldn't be what he is now. Right. He just needs a team to give him the chance. Brooklyn, I think would be a good opportunity for him. I'm all for it. Gotcha. Steve Nash gets fired next year. Mark Jackson. All right, people, we are out of here. Miss J, let everybody know where they can follow you at and keep up with you on social media, man. Talks with Jay on YouTube. Um, eccentric uh, soul on Twitter. You'll find me somewhere. I'm everywhere. Talks with Jay, man. Make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure y'all support. Should be doing a thing consistently. Jay, I want to have you back on the show if possible. Um, either within the playing week or right before the first round. I want us to do some predictions on one of the rounds. So I'll be tapping in with you, you know, hopefully real soon so we can get back at it. All right, let's do it. All right, appreciate